Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. Greetings to those of you here on Facebook Live who can see me, and to those of you who will be listening auditorily through iTunes, Google Play iHeartRadio, Stitcher, on LA Talk Radio, please continue to subscribe and share my podcast. It makes me so happy to know when people are listening. I received a text yesterday out of the blue from a a dear friend I haven't talked to in the longest time who texts that she's nursing her brand new baby and listening to my podcast. And it brought me such deep joy. So I do want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening and emailing me about wanting to be a guest, about really loving the guests that I have on and how positive this show is impacting you. Thank you so much and please continue sending the love. I send my love out to you. And you may know that I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist and I'd love to work with you. I do sessions with people worldwide through Skype, FaceTime, and phone, as well as having two offices, one here in Los Angeles, California, and another in New Orleans, Louisiana, which I will be journeying back to next week. That website to reach out to me is nolatherapy.com, the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy. And the theme of my show and kind of the mission statement that I've developed around doing this work is we are changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And my guest I have on today in just moments is doing that. We are going to be with Prem Glidden. She is a love, life, and relationship coach. She is my personal transformational coach that I work with and have for several years to help me as an individual just propel myself upon my path, achieving and reaching and becoming who it is I've always wanted to be faster than without her aid and assistance. And Prem is wonderfully supportive to help us, to help you if you are looking for a transformational coach to achieve your possibilities in life and in love. She is a senior certified calling in the one and conscious uncoupling coach certified by Catherine Woodward Thomas, the New York Times bestselling author of both of those books, Calling in the One and Conscious Uncoupling. Catherine's also a mentor to me in my life and in, with my writing. Prem is additionally certified 
in the lifeline technique, which she will tell us more about. I have experienced this work through her and with her. She's a certified practitioner and was trained by Dr. Darren Weissman in this technique. She is also one of the co-authors of the book Love Unboxed, and this book is it's a, an international bestseller. The authors came together and compiled like stories sharing their own journeys of healing. So Prem also is the host of Transforming Relationships. It's a radio show on News for the Soul, airing every other Monday. She does the show by herself. Unlike me, there's not a guest. It's her for, I think it's 50 minutes, um, really supporting us through meditations and a topic each each show to support us in having the kind of love life and relationships that we want to have. So I just welcome you, Prem. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. It's just truly it's such a treat to uh, to be here with you and to uh, to share with you. And so thank you so much for inviting me. Really feel honored. You are so welcome, as do I. This is a different way for us to collaborate <laughs> than the usual yes. sessions. So one of the things I was wondering about as I was thinking about topics to to go through together and uncover, I was curious how your personal life brought you into the world of being a healing practitioner? Yeah, no, I would love to share because, you know, I have a, kind of an interesting story, which I, I don't know that I've ever shared with you. So I would love to. And, uh, you know, but in my history is that actually I, I grew up in an Orthodox Jewish family. And from a very young age, I just, just, just kind of was this little love bubble, you know what I mean? I just loved everybody. And you know, in my family system, uh, you know, my family had kind of a history, right? You know, grandparents uh, and relatives who had been in in the Holocaust. And so they were very protective and very much, in, you know, believing that we needed to kind of stay with, as they say, our own kind. And, uh, you know, and I understand that now because they were afraid for me, but I didn't get it as a child. So from a really young age, I just was love. You know, I just loved people. I loved to talk to anyone. I had, and so, you know, I kind of grew up like that. And as a teenager, really just began a spiritual journey very young. At about 18, I just kind of knew that there was so much I wanted to learn and so much I wanted to expand to. So I just, you know, I started to go to college, but um, actually, it was a tragedy that I experienced. It kind of set me on my a bit of my spiritual journey. I had someone who um, I was very close to that was a young boy at 19 who was killed in a car accident and just clearly knew at that moment that what I was supposed to learn was not going to be there and set off on a journey. I was one of those young hippie girls in the uh, early 70s, hitchhiking with friends and really just yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I left um, about now. 1971. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I uh, with with a girlfriend at first, and uh, ended up just meeting people along the way who became spiritual teachers for me. I we camped. I camped. Spent a summer on Port Aransas, which was like an island off the coast of Texas, and just everywhere I went, I just would connect with people who would share with me. Uh, I remember one of the 
uh, things that I was turned on to way back was Sean Phillips, who was a singer who wrote very spiritual lyrics. And we would listen and, you know, and then talk about, you know, what he was talking about. So, you know, my journey just started when I was very young. And so I would, you know, hitchhiking, living in teepees. I spent some time in Northern California and started getting into yoga when I was about, uh, I guess, 1972. So I was about 20. I went to my first Kundalini yoga class and just spoke to me, just spoke to me. I loved it and started going to classes. And uh, at that point, I, I was not back in Baltimore where I grew up, but I went back and I started going to a whole lot of the classes and just knew, you know, it's like one of those, you know, I've always had this very strong guidance and inside me, it just kind of said to me, this is your path and it, this is what's going to take you where you want to go. And this is my, your vehicle. And so I, you know, back then to move in the ashram, you had to do 40 days of every morning sadhana, which meant arriving by 4 a.m. Okay. to do two and a half hours of yoga and meditation. And I just, I just did it. You know, every morning I would show up at 4 a.m. and just, Again, you know, something was, was spoke so deeply to me and my spirit. And I, you know, I'd never really had a lot of discipline in my life. And that was not something I'd ever been taught. And just the, the yoga, the stretching, the, the singing, all of it just spoke to me. And so, you know, I moved in and started doing a lot of yoga. And at that time, this, decided to actually go to nursing school. So my healing journey kind of started traditionally as far as, you know, it's kind of on the spiritual path. And so I started going to school and I was working at a local hospital actually on the OBGYN floor, kind of helping people, women in labor. And was really like, I'd watch, this was like 1974. Okay. And I'd watch these women have to lay flat on their back and and the doctors would put their feet in stirrups and, Something inside me just said, okay, that doesn't make sense to me. Why would you want a woman to try to push out a baby on her back? You know, I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't know there was an alternative, but I knew that something didn't feel right to me. And so I started really thinking about that and looking for things to read. Mm -hmm. And someone gave me the book, Spiritual Midwifery by Ina May Gaskin. And it was, you know, Ina May and Stephen Gaskin are the ones that started the farm community in uh, Summer Summertown, Tennessee. And she was really a leading midwife in home birth and in natural childbirth. And her book, when I read it, I just said, okay, that is who I'm committed to being. And so I ended up never really practicing as a registered nurse but moved to Arizona, which was a legal state for home birth, and became a home birth midwife. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever knew that about me, but yeah. And I knew so that you I started, were a registered. Nur- I knew you were a registered nurse, and that you taught prenatal yoga and birthing classes. But I didn't know at all right. how all of that came together with you being at the yeah. ashram first. Yes. And so I, what I did is I moved to the ashram in Tucson. And back then, it, again, it was really fun because this was in the mid-70s. And they had bought 
an old fraternity house <laughs> that uh, was on the University of Arizona campus. There were 28 bedrooms and 65 of us ex-hippies living in this house doing yoga. <laughs> so seriously, it was, and it was a blast. It was, you know, I was single and it was a bunch of us single women. And I mean, I have friendships that to this day are still very close friendships for me. And it was again, this amazing opportunity. And, and actually one of my dear friends uh, was uh, Katrina Raphael, who went on to write a lot of books on crystal healing mm. and uh, Katrina and I would, we would, we would literally lay on our beds and put, crystals on our third eye and see what messages came to us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, that, what you know, it's kind of the time. beginning of my journey. Yeah. Kind of the beginning of that journey of healing and, you know, working with women uh, during birth. And so I was always very intuitive. You know, I always had just amazing intuition in my hands. I always could feel energy and mm-hmm. The first time I assisted in delivering a, ch- a baby, I just, it was like I remembered from lifetimes, uh, you know, doing yes. that. And it was so clear. So that was kind of the beginning of that journey. And I went on to have the blessing of delivering over 100 babies in my life, which was very awesome. Yes. And yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and then, so what happened is for, for, you know, I kind of ended up, uh, during that time I got married, Okay. had a beautiful son and my ex-husband and I became the directors of, um, an ashram in Fairbanks, Alaska. Okay. So my journey took me to Alaska and during that time I, um, I taught a lot of yoga I taught a lot of classes for women and also uh, supported the local midwife there. And she had formed a little birthing clinic and we would um, have women come and we would support them in their birth. So that was kind of that beginning journey for me. And at a certain point, my ex-husband and I moved to Chicago because we wanted us to kind of start a business. And so I kind of got involved in the natural food industry. And you had a sales and, kind of and did, marketing. Go ahead. Did you ran a sales and marketing company, co-founder at that point? Is that, yes. is that the business? Yes. Yes. We started a sales and marketing company for natural and organic foods. And so I, I got a chance to kind of experience leadership in a, in a business and working around organic and sustainable food and still kind of did my healing a bit on the side, kind of had to let go of the midwife in Illinois because home birth was not legal there and we were barely harassed when we tried to set up a practice there. Oh, no. So that kind of got put a little bit on the side for a while. And uh, so when I... my Kind of when I was in my early 50s and my ex-husband wanted to buy me out of that company, mm-hmm. I knew it was kind of time to begin my journey again mm-hmm. And um, as far as healing. And I had the blessing to begin with of meeting Dr. Darren Weissman. And I, I was already studying. I became a Reiki master. I studied craniosacral therapy and kind of just on that journey of kind of finding my way to what was my path at that point in life, kind of knowing, okay, this is my time to really be on purpose with what I'm called to do and who I'm called to be in the world. 
So I studied, I met Dr. Darren Weissman through, uh, a, he was on a board for a foundation called the Infinity Foundation in Chicago, and I had been become the chair for their local, their annual um, fundraiser. And he said to me, I, I had, at that point, I kind of had some chronic body things going on, and he said to me, well, come see me. And he was self-published at that time. He had written a book called The Power of Infinite Love and Gratitude. And he asked me to come and see him, and he took me through this session. And he is a doctor of Chinese medicine, you know, a chiropractor, really, you know, very, very um, just certified in many, many modalities. And he had just discovered that he would treat symptoms, and they would just show up somewhere else. And so he went on a journey of what was it that was really underneath these symptoms and was really guided to so many different practices that came together to help him understand that there were these subconscious patterns, right? That there was emotional, that there was this emotional component to that which showed up as symptoms, right, in our lives. And he developed this technique called the lifeline work so that really be kind of brought me back to my journey as a healer and he did a session with me which I had this amazing experience of literally being six months old and releasing my whole body released and I was like oh my god and I honestly this has been 15 years now I've been totally pain-free since that moment yes yeah yeah since so I said, you must teach me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you must teach me this work. And at that time, I said he was self-published. He did have a practice. And I was one of the first 20 students to study with him and, and become certified. And since that time, uh, Louise Hay discovered him. He became a Hay House author. And now I know That's there wonderful. are thousands, thousands of, of lifeline practitioners. But that began my journey as a healer Uh okay and I don't know if you want me to kind of you know kind of segue into meeting Catherine but I don't know if you definitely uh, because I'm curious how relationship coaching and and focusing on people's romantic and intimate relational life became important to you and it sounds like this might be that that segue at the Home Depot we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There. Yeah, exactly. So what happened is, Honestly, it began with my own discovery and and my own inquiry into wanting to understand that even though I was successful in many parts of my life, uh, that I had been you know successful as a yoga teacher and we had a successful business and you know I had a lot of good friends, I just felt like I just chose relationships where I didn't feel loved in the way that I wanted to be loved. And I didn't really understand. And so after I had gotten divorced from my husband, my ex-husband, I 
was really kind of in that place of inquiry and yeah. asking the universe, okay, I really want to understand. And someone gave me the book Calling in the One by Catherine Woodward Thomas. And I just thought, okay. I'm, and I started reading it and I loved it. And what I loved is that it talked to me about becoming the beloved that I wanted to call in. And I just thought, okay, I want to, I must learn from this person. I must work with her. And I don't even know how I found the number, but at that time, Catherine had a practice at the center called the Rosewood Center. And I got a number and called up and I kind of, you know, spoke to her assistant and I said, I have to work with Catherine and bought a package of 20 sessions. I just thought, okay, I am going to commit to this. And I had the amazing opportunity and blessing of working with her every week. And it just began to change my life. Mm -hmm. And it helped me understand how my part in creating the relationship experience that I was having. It helped me understand the path and the journey to actually transforming my patterns of the past. And, you know, she said to me when I first met her, she said, you know what, you're going to be unrecognizable. Hmm. And I had no idea what that meant. Yes. Right. I had no idea what that meant, but she was right. Because as I started to work with her, you know, because you begin to realize that you know, no matter, you know, no matter what anyone else does, and it's not about uh, saying that the bad behavior of others is okay. It's about understanding that the only person you have any ability to change is you. Yes. Right. The only place you have any power is within you. And as she helped me anchor there and really understand the invisibility that I had learned as a child and the strategies that I had learned that continue to separate me from the very love and connection I longed for, that I yearned for, I, you know, life began to change for me. And I said to her, I must, you know, I have to study with you. Mm-hmm. And at that time, she and her, um, at that time she was working, she was partnering with Claire Zamet, and they had put together some work called Feminine Power. And I'm actually certified in, as a feminine power coach as well. Yes. And she invited me. She said, you know, Claire and I are going to do a weekend in Los Angeles. Would you be willing? Would you be willing to come? That We've invited about 50 women from all over the world. And I didn't know them, and I've never met Catherine. But again, it was one of those moments that inside, I, every, every cell said, yes. yes. Yes, this is right for me. And so I flew to Los Angeles, and that began a journey. You know, that began a journey. I started, you know, they began a class to become, you know, to understand and learn these teachings of becoming empowered as a woman in your life. And I, at back now, all of this is taught online, but back then it was taught where we, you know, some of us, a lot of the women were in Los Angeles, but there was a few of us that would fly in every other month Okay. for about two, about two years, about oh, two years. And okay, yeah. yeah, and it was amazing. And 
not only did I transform my own life or, you know, it, it was like the, you know, I, it, the vision that I had, you know, where there's just one day, I mean, I just did the work. I just did the work and I slowly began to train as a coach in the work. And there was just a day where that meter, you know, it's like I had this vision where my, my desire to become all that I could become in life to be the woman that I came to be here became bigger than the fear that I had Mm. of showing up fully in my life. Yes. But yeah, you know, and the cost of doing that, I really got clear of the cost and that the very strategies that I thought had been keeping me safe had been literally separating me from everything that my heart desired. Mm -hmm. So I just started, you know, I started working as a coach in the work. I started, you know, training and I got certified first as a calling in the one coach and a feminine power coach. And then when Catherine came out with conscious uncoupling and wrote that amazing book, I went and got certified, worked with her to become certified as a senior coach in that work. And it's been just an amazing journey. It's been about, gosh, 12 years now. And, you know, I slowly would just volunteer in courses and get experience and then started building my own practice and gaining my confidence and really honestly just sharing with people what has changed my life. And, you know, and it's so funny because even the name Prem, you know, when I moved in the ashram and I met Yogi Bhajan, who gave me my name, Mm -hmm. Prem means love. Prem means love. And he said to me, you know, you're going to understand over and over again in your life what it means to be love in the world. And I, it just brings tears to my eyes because it's what I get to do, right? I get to love people every day, all day. I get to work with people all over the world and love them and hold them in love and know who they are and what is possible for them. So that's just beautiful. A, I'm just, <laughs> that's I, been, that's kind of the journey. Yeah. Go and ahead, I, love. I'm grateful to be the recipient of your love and your support and all that you've learned in, in your journey, not knowing all the components you just shared today with us. So I thank you for that. And it's yes, been it's been absolutely. so interesting to me in, in working with you, having been a healing professional for 20 years, and yet realizing that there are ways that I wasn't showing up for myself in romantic love, expecting others to just kind of show up as I would like them to be as their best selves, for example, and realizing that that responsibility resides within me to, to not, not control other people at all, but how I show up for myself and what I allow and, and how I present myself and often maybe what I don't say at times instead of what I do say. And it's, it's still an interesting journey that I'm in the middle of figuring out because those those default patterns sometimes really crop up when I'm triggered and, and I'm sure people listening that our listeners, this is resonating that it, it's easy to feel really optimistic about romantic love, just kind of on your own, imagining it, visioning it. But then when you meet someone and it's like two lives start merging together in some way, shape or form, 
everything unlike love starts to pop up again and and kind of is like wow it's where the rubber meets the road how am I going to handle this and and all the opportunities we have and getting to know someone romantically of how are we going to show up differently when we need to what might we keep that we've done really well and and then the say disappointment for me around when someone doesn't want to journey down that path anymore and having to continue in our own alignment in my own alignment what would you offer the listener kind of in that place that maybe something was promising and and now it that's changed it's shifted how to find one's own alignment well, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges, right, that, you know, I think that we all have is how do I, how do I stay resilient, how do, you know, in the face of disappointment. And I think that's, you know, the, and it's easy to kind of know something intellectually, but, you know, it's, it's a practice, right? It's a muscle we build. And, you know, I think one of the, you know, to me, there's a few important pieces to that. One, I think it's just too important to honor, what you're feeling with, with, you know, we, we tend to go right from feeling to analysis, right? We don't stay with what we feel because we, we never learned to do that. We didn't, we weren't taught to honor our feelings. You know, we don't have to become everything we feel, but to honor it, you know, to really be able to name, you know, I'm really sad right now. I'm really just without the analysis, just this is what I feel. And to, to, to be with that, you know, so, you know, when you're feeling that sense, you know, to be present to it and then to really talk to that part of you, you know, because see what, what happens is that when we're, when we're young, right, we, we have experiences and we make meaning, right, about yeah. those experiences because we're young and, you know, people behave in certain ways. And honestly, it's not about blaming anybody else. It could be you know, certainly some of us have very, you know, we're not taken care of in the way we deserved. And for some of us, maybe we were, but maybe mom had to go to work and we made that mean, well, I must not matter. I must not be important or she wouldn't go. Right. You know, yeah. and so it's understanding and honoring that there were experiences that we made meaning. And when once we make meaning about something and we form, you know, we form strategies. Right? Well, if I'm not important, then then I have to, you know, what, who do I need to be in order so I'm safe? And, you know, and we're quite brilliant as children. You know, yeah, when a child isn't taken care of in the way they deserve, they're, you know, we're really brilliant and learning to be resilient and learning to take care of ourselves in ways that we need to, in ways that help us survive. And we come up with strategies and we come up, you know, that are very brilliant at the time. But we don't realize as we get older that these very strategies that, that empowered us now only dis disempower us and served, right? And so part of it is really leaning into what you're feeling and, and being curious. What am I believing right, right yes. now? What am I believing about myself? What am I believing about others? What, what am I believing about life? It's having that that's having me feel so sad or having me feel disappointed and and really learning to listen. But the key is is that you want to practice holding those feelings from the adult you are now, right? Because see that's the the rub for some of us, right? Because we're so used to over identifying 
with that with those feelings, and feelings right yes. from that younger part of us right yes. yeah so I really like right and she, go on yeah go just, ahead I was no gonna, I was just gonna yeah. say and she doesn't have any ability she right. doesn't have any any wisdom she's she's little she's little younger regressed unskilled even and and how that's the part of us that comes up when we're feeling wounded and I really like as yes. we've worked together what a question you've asked me so many times is what is the truth about you now? And, and that helps yes. to get into a stronger place of, well, you know, you know, look at, and for a listener out there that might be feeling some, some unhappiness around a relationship situation, what is the truth about who you are now, the skills that you have, the, the way that you can take care of yourself and stand for yourself and choose differently when as children, we didn't have, those options but now we do have so many more options and it does help to recognize those choices in the midst of feeling you know upset yeah well you know absolutely and let me just say if this is not always look I couldn't have done it myself and and so you know sometimes it's just hard to create that separation so I just want to say that because I know for some people it's either you know it's the voice that's saying well it does feel like that's true right now and Right. And so sometimes you yeah. need support and to help you anchor, right? To step back, breathe into that part of you, that adult you that you are now so that you, you know, because it's a muscle and it's not always, you know, like I said, I certainly could not have done it on my own because I didn't know what I didn't know. So I just really want to say that to anyone listening that, you know, this isn't about shaming or blaming or shooting on yourself ever. Yeah. But to know that, yeah, it, it sometimes you really do need support of someone who can hold that with you, right? Who can hold that container and can really bring you back to power, right? Because yes. see, what, what you realize, you know, here's what I learned more than anything, is that when you try to find solutions without first finding your own inner alignment, you just can't get there. You just can't get there. And, you know, and so it's so the first step, you know, be, you know, and I think I should have named this first before you turn and be with those feelings is you want to breathe and self-soothe. You want to step back and just be present to you and who you are now. And, and even if it's just thinking about if you someone you love, maybe a friend, maybe a child in your life came to you feeling that sadness, feeling like they were not enough, that, you know, the, you want to feel that love and that compassion for that part of you and honor her. So then you can ask her, like you said, not only what are you feeling, my angel, and what are you believing right now that has you feel so sad, but then from that wiser, deeper part of you, you can ask her what's actually true. Is, is it true that you're not enough? Because I know that there are so many places in this world where you are valued, right? I know that there's so many places in this world where people feel blessed that you are in their life, right? It's, yes. it's having that conversation and reaching for those thoughts, right? To just feel a little better, that you can feel a sense of relief, so that you begin to build that muscle that can hold those feelings and 
in a more empowered way. Mm-hmm. Because see, it's, it's, it's the story that we go into that takes us out. Yes. Right? It's, right? It's yeah. that meaning. It's that story. And it does help to have, for me, to have you as someone to remind me of that it is different now. And look at all the wonderful ways that you've created your life. And it really helps even as a grown woman to have another grown woman just remind me of kind of the obvious to maybe others. I think even for our listeners listening that you might be perceived really differently than how you could be feeling that you very well may be perceived as successful and strong and happy and yet when you have these private kind of inner crises that it can help to have someone like a prim to to remind you that hey it's okay you're going to be okay and this will pass and and here's some of the beautiful things that you've created regardless of what has happened or not happened so that's very helpful for me whenever we meet, just that reminder, like a touchstone. Well, absolutely. And to offer you tools, you know, yeah. they're tools, tools that I use that change my life. And then I can, you know, it's like tools because sometimes it's just missing development, right? Yeah. Missing skills. No one taught us how to, how to respond to disappointment. No, no one taught us how to have generative conversations or to deal with conflict. You know, no one taught us how to do that. And so, you know, some of it is very practical yeah. and, and just processes, right? Tools that you, you know, that you can learn. How do you, you know, self-soothe? How do you hold these, uh, these feelings from a, and reconnect to power, you know, to learn, to, to wait to write that email, to have that conversation mm-hmm. until you are back in alignment. alignment. You know, that, that was big for me. You know, I used to like it would, it would come into the head and it made, felt like it needed a blah, right? Come right out. <laughs> Instead of holding on And it to never it. went well, yes, right? It never I know. went well. I'm sure there's not you know, a listener so I, out there that hasn't. Go ahead. I'm sure there's not a listener out there, myself included, that hasn't experienced and done what you just shared. It feels like we need to emote and put it out there and tell the person. And, and often we'd be better served to hold on to it. Until you're centered, right? And and so that, you know, and then you can be with, well, what's my intention in having this conversation, right? What's my motivation? You know, it really requires us to get very honest with ourselves. That was so big for me, when, you know, to get really honest that sometimes my motivation was because I wanted something back. Sometimes my motivation, right? To really get honest and think about what is my desire what is my desire to you know what is it i really want to create here right so it's like really reclaiming wait a minute i'm the chooser in my life i am the creator in my life how do i want this to go and who am i being you know what does it look like to show up in a way that's going to generate it is like living from that future backwards like like when you and i first started we talked about like what is the intention that you actually hold whether it's for a relationship, whether it's for your life, you know, what's the intention you hold? What does that future look like? Who are you being in that future so that you've got a North Star, right? You've got something guiding you so that as you take a step, it's like, okay, well, is this in alignment with where I'm going? How does it feel in my body? That's that other piece, right? That you've been learning, right? And we've, that I certainly learned was, you know, to trust, to rebuild trust with ourselves, mm-hmm. 
So rebuild that trust in how you feel and know that that is a guidance system. That is your inner being, whatever you want to call it, your higher self letting you know, is this an alignment with my deepest desires, with my highest integrity or not? And if it feels off information, something's off, then you want to be curious. Okay, Mm. what am I believing right now? Let me be curious about this feeling that's coming up for me. What am I assuming to be true? And and honestly, and you know this as well, then it requires sometimes a little ferocity, a little pushback. Like, okay, is it true that I don't matter? Is it true that what I feel in me doesn't matter? No, that's not true. Is it true that I'm the one person in the world that's been picked out to be alone? Uh, no. Yeah. Right? Because when you say that out loud, then, then there's that part that says no. Right? And then there's the ferocity that says that I'm going to use this experience that I have had that was disappointing. I'm going to use that to say this shall never happen to me again. Mm-hmm. Right? Let it be your fuel, right? Let it be your fuel. You may not know the hows and the whys and the wheres. Nobody does until, right? Until we learn and we don't know what we don't know. But then, but it's like, it's like making that course correct. Mm -hmm. It says, this is what I'm standing for and this is what I deserve. Yes. Prem. So in our, the show is going by so rapidly in our, in our last, (laughs) Wow five minutes, I, I definitely would love for you to let listeners know how they can reach out to work with you and also to share about your radio show that is so awesome that you do your own show that's 50 minutes to an hour, correct, on News for the Soul? Yes. And yes, it's an hour show on okay. News for the Soul radio, and it is every other Monday. Uh, you can, If you go to my website, which is just my name, premglidden.com, uh, there'll be a little pop-up. You can, I have a free, lovely little free guided relaxation and meditation there that I love to offer anyone who, you know, kind of, it just so, you know, you get on my mailing list. I don't do a lot of mailing, so you're not going to receive a whole lot of emails. I pretty much just let you know when my show is happening and perhaps the recording and it gives you an opportunity. So yeah, I do doing a radio show. Another thing that I'm doing, which I'm very excited about is I, one of my very first clients that I w- met in the very beginning of my, actually when I was just doing the lifeline work, who's been on this journey with me now for over 10 years. Okay. She's a writer and an, uh, an artist and a writer in Oslo, Norway. And she had always said, because in our journey together, she as she used to say, she had looked for love in all the wrong places for, you know, again, like me, being successful in one area and just deeply confused about why she kept, you know, being so disappointed. She uh, totally said to me, I want to write a book. And about a year ago, she and I started writing a book about our journey because what happened about three years into our working together, she met the love of her life. Uh, got married. She is adored beyond her wildest dreams. And she gave birth to a beautiful daughter in her mid forties. So she, you know, we, she said, I want to share with other women because she, you know, if it's possible for me, it's possible for you. Mm -hmm. So that's, 
exciting. Uh, so I would, you know what, anyone, you know, if there's a gap in your life between where you are and where you want to be and you feel like having support would help you, I would love to support you. You can reach out to me through my website or at prem at premglidden.com. And I would love to support you. Yes. And I can just say we met because of of myself having this podcast and having different publicists reach out to me over the last three years that I've been on the air. And Catherine Woodward Thomas came my way via interviewing her several years ago on her book, Calling in the One, which I had read before I met you and did the work with you. And I read the book. I didn't do it as intensively. And I called someone in that wasn't the one for a long period of time and then went through the grief process around the ending of that relationship and started writing my own book around core wounding about three years ago and reached out to Catherine for some advice around my book and she's the one that that was so kind and sweet and said dear love you're in some deep waters writing about core wounding I sense that you might need someone to be a guide and and that's how I found you and you not only helped me with finishing the book um but working on doing calling in the one again with more intention and really more focus which made it so much more real to actually go through the book and do the exercises writing them down and and such and so just thank you my life is so much better and more enriched Mm. because of your presence in it and i'm truly grateful and happy you're so welcome, my love, and I feel the same way. You uh, have been a gift to me, and you know, I just to me, it's such a blessing when you know, anytime I can share. You know, I'm honestly, I well, I, one thing I'll mention real quickly is that uh, four years ago, at the age of 62, so possibility, everyone. Yes, I met the love of my life, and I recently got engaged. So at 66 and a half. So, and I am adored beyond anything mm-hmm. I would have ever imagined possible. And because I showed up as someone who knew that she deserved that. And I, like I always tell Lisa, nothing less than amazing. And do not bring this person one minute before I'm ready for amazing. And I did that. And I waited patiently knowing that I was just going to enjoy my life along the way. So thank you, Lisa. And thank you so much for this opportunity to share. You're welcome. And I have been so excited about your engagement. It just delights me (laughs) to know. And it does really show the the possibilities that here you are engaged at 66. Wow. And happy Absolutely. And, and a healthy relationship that you both support and love each other. It's, it's beautiful and inspiring. Absolutely. Yep. Having a blast. Yes. <laughs> Having a blast. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I look forward oh, to speaking you, with you next time. All right, dear one. Thank you again for all that you do. You're welcome, Prem. Bye. All right. Take care. Yes. Bye-bye. That concludes our show for today. I was just with Prem Glidden. She is a transformational coach, a love, life, and relationship coach. She's my coach. And you can find her at premglidden.com, P-R-E-M, Glidden, G-L-I-D-D-E-N.com. Don't forget to follow me on social media at NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. You can find me on Facebook on Twitter, on Instagram, and my YouTube channel where I also post these shows. I wish everyone a wonderful rest of your day and weekend. All my love, and I look forward to tuning in with you next Thursday.
Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Yourself and friends find a purpose in life, then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression. And in all, make the world a better place for everyone. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir. 